Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller, as usual. In honor of the 100th celebration of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, the most powerful and important bird protection law ever passed, in 2018, nature lovers around the world have joined forces to celebrate the Year of the Bird. So in honor of this celebration, we have two avid Birders, Rob Laurie with the Lahontan Audubon. Lowry, Lowry. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> you already corrected me. I always mess up. Ow. <laughs> Lowry with uh-huh. Lahontan Audubon Society and Endow's Julie Watson. So thank you both for being here. Thank you for having me. So this is an exciting year for many reasons. First off, it's the year of the bird. So could you explain a little bit how Lahontan has been acknowledging this? Uh, there have been a lot of field trips that uh, Lahontan has uh, um, sponsored. Uh, Jeff Leem is the gentleman that's been leading the trips for Lahontan Audubon this year. So um, that's the biggest way is just the different various field trips uh, in the Reno, Carson City area. And why is this so important that we are, I mean, this is a national celebration. Um, organizations like National Geographic and National Audubon Society are taking part in this. Why is that so important no um i just you know for me the the birds are important in the sense of it's like they're like a canary in the coal mine so um what what happens to them eventually might happen to us Mm -hmm. and uh Plus, they're just cool to look at. They are. (laughs) Julie can speak to that, too. Yes, I love birds. Yeah. She's an (laughs) avid birder. There's a quote I I I wanted to bring up I thought was kind of neat. I was looking at the National Geographic magazine from January issue, the beginning of the big year, or the year of the bird. And a quote from Thomas Lovejoy, who's considered the godfather of biodiversity. He's at George Mason University. He said, if you take care of the birds, you take care of most of the big problems in the world. Mm-hmm, exactly. I thought that was a nice summation of uh, the importance of protecting the birds. And as I said before, this is the 100th celebration of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, which that that's huge in protecting birds. Correct. Um, at the same time, ironically, given it's the 100th anniversary, uh, the, there are uh, actions of current administration that's in office have taken to drastically weaken the Migratory Bird Act. So that's kind of the irony to me that here we are celebrating the 100th anniversary of the act and during the same year it's being gutted. Well, and that's why it is extremely important that we are acknowledging it right now and spreading the word of why it's so important and why why we love birds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, another cool thing happening this year is you are kind of on a mission. To um, yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of by accident. It wasn't, I didn't start out intending to do this, but uh, um, I, I was let go from my job in May, so it really freed up some time. And, and uh, the thought was take advantage of the opportunity when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. So I've been traveling the state like I always do, but even more so this year. 
to see as many different bird species in Nevada that I can for, for uh, 2018. And you're on track to possibly break a uh, record? Possibly. Like? There's some, we're still trying to figure out what the actual record number is. Um, the record, I think, was, from what I understand currently, uh, was set back in 2003, but since that time there's been several splits of species, yeah. so I have to take that all into account. And uh, and which one which one you use? It's, is it the ABA's list or ABA's? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many species have you seen so far? Um, I'm up to 328. Wow. So how, as a birder yourself, Julie, is that? That's a lot. That's <laughs> more birds. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of birds. That's a lot of birds. I've not, not done well in the carbon <laughs> footprint of things. I've spent a lot of money in gas this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a good point in the pursuit of birding, yeah. especially people that are on big years. That's, there is a cost associated with that um, environmentally, but um, that's like how many species I've seen in my lifetime yeah. and that's how many he's seen <laughs> in one year that's crazy in Nevada yeah, yeah. in Nevada in just Nevada. in Nevada just in Nevada so that really is you have to go <coughs> out and seek like that takes a lot of work like you said you you spent a lot on gas money yeah. <laughs> like I said typically every year even when I was working I you know I would go to d- various parts of the state southern Nevada um, up to the uh, Ruby Mountains up to the Santa Rosa Mountains over to Paranagat Wildlife Area over in uh, southeast Nevada. But this year I've just done more. Instead of doing one trip to each, I've done a few more. Uh, so exciting. Yeah. A good way to get out. To yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's w- what I love about it. it. It's given me the opportunity to go out and see the beauty of the state. And I've met different people in these areas and that are now friends. And i got friends, places to stay when I go to these ver- some of these areas now. And it makes it really nice. So how do you cho- how do you decide where you're going to go? How do you plan your adventure? Uh, the time of the year, uh, you have uh, sightings that are posted on the Nevada Bird Listserv. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also eBird. Mm-hmm. Right. eBird has a mechanism on there that uh, you can you can get into your your uh, your file, so to speak, your personnel information, and uh, click a button that lets you that will let you know. Uh, if there's a bird that you haven't seen yet, or if it's a rare bird, you'll get a, a mm-hmm. notice. Uh, you'll get an email from eBird. So that's all through eBird. We mm-hmm. hear a lot about that. Yeah. So yeah. eBird and the Nevada Birds Listserv and word of mouth nice. to a lesser extent. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like it's a, it's a birding community in a way. It is, yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. through eBird. Yeah. I, I get at least one, one email a day. That's like the rare bird alerts. Yeah. They're usually in Clark County, though. So <laughs> <laughs> So when you pick your adventure, do you pick it based on location or a bird? Bird. Always a bird? Never this like, year, I want to go visit. Year, yeah. This yeah. year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's got, got it. He's got yeah. it. I just got to the, you know, <laughs> like I said, I wasn't intending to do this at all. And then, then in May when I was let go of my job and... I got a decent severance package, so, you know, I was paid through the summer, and my wife, God bless her, was very encouraging, says, you need to do this, you know, take advantage of the time, and... Um, You're truly making lemonade. Yes. Does <laughs> <laughs> your wife go on the adventures with you? Some. Some of them? Yeah, just yeah. Uh, she's working, because I'm not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, her That's availability nice is, not what it, is not what it typically has been, but... Yeah. Uh, so she probably appreciates this too. Then oh yeah, like I said, she's, there's <laughs> she a few times I'm like, I'm not going to do this. This is silly, you know. And she's like, she was, she was the one encouraging me to keep going. 
And I apologize because you said you wanted to keep it on the DL, but um, it sounds like <laughs> words made it. Uh, somehow, way I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was really <laughs> trying to keep it under wraps as I want to jinx myself, and I don't like attention drawn to myself. And uh, um, so yeah. you've, you've got to get it done by the end of the end of the end year. Of the year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How how much farther do you have to go? To uh, if you think the, if uh, uh, two or so. Couple, just a couple. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh! I thought you uh, were gonna say ten. That gives 10. me goosebumps though because <laughs> yeah. those are probably really hard to find birds. Well, that's There's only yeah. a couple months left in the yeah, year. Yeah, the days are shorter. And yeah, yeah. And exciting though. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you this past weekend? You uh, said you were I've been to Pyramid Lake a lot the last week. Nice. There's yeah. been uh, uh, three different species of scoters there. Oh Surf yeah. scoter, mm-hmm. white winged, and the one I needed this last trip was black, so I was able to go there and. After 15 minutes, I, well, it was funny when I got there. There was fishermen there on their ladders out in the water, right where the birds have typically been. <laughs> so as I'm driving, I'm thinking, "Oh no, no, no!" And uh, so I get out and I look, and and I spot a couple of the surf scoters, and I see these few other birds, and I look and back and forth, back and forth about 15 minutes. Didn't see the black scoter, and just getting ready to pack it up, disappointingly. And decided to take one more look out there, and boom, there he popped up. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. So Usually doesn't work that way. I know. Patience pays off. Yeah, so then what do you have to do when to, like, you spotted the bird, then how do you document, like, what you've seen? Or uh, if it's a rare bird and, like, you get a photo, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, and then that photo, and uh, I'll submit it to eBird with, along with the checklist. Right on. And yeah. eBird's good in the sense that it keeps track of things for you. Mm-hmm. So you can go in and see how many species you've seen for the year or uh, or lifetime or last year or whatever based on whatever criteria you want by county, by state, by the ABA area. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the ABA area includes Canada, United States, Alaska, and then last year uh, it was decided to include Hawaii. So um, That's f- weird that it wasn't included. I know. <laughs> so the the birders have the option of doing, if they're going to do a big year over the ABA area, they have the option of including Hawaii or not. Because mm-hmm. uh, although it was decided to include Hawaii, some of the the old school folks, birders, I don't think were as as keen on that as maybe some others were. So ABA gave them, gives birders that option. And what, I'm not in this birding community i would i mean it sounds awesome but i <laughs> haven't got into it yet what is aba oh the american birding association okay gotcha so um just to clarify so i know you started this journey in may um was it more just to get out and see birds or did you go out with the mission of wanting to break a record no it was going out to see birds and then over time you start realizing or i started to realize well, hey i'm i'm doing pretty good here and and uh you know that's exciting. Yeah. So that's all through, uh, I think you guys were saying it before, but I was confused. So that's through ABA's number or yeah, uh, that's eBird the, yeah. number? Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, the only difference in, in ABA and eBird is that uh, there's a species or two of birds that are not quote-unquote countable by ABA, mm-hmm. uh, such as the mute swan that's over at Virginia Lake. Yeah. Or so like right. are yeah. Egyptian gooses? They're also Geese? not yeah, countable. That's that too. Yeah, Yeah. It sounds like um, eBird's more of the way to track it and mark it, where ABA is the one that kind of sets these. Yeah, if you put the kind of like the right. governing body. Yeah, yeah. the governing yeah. body yeah. that like checks your list and makes sure. And 
Yeah. Although like, Ebert is moderated too. So like you yeah. can't just go in and put whatever you want. Someone <laughs> someone is moderating. Well, you you can. But you got to be smart. <laughs> but no, well, you can, but the the uh, coordinator for the region wherever you saw that bird at may or may not accept that record to be included in the Ebert records. You can go on your own personal list on Ebird and it'll be there that bird. Mm-hmm. But it won't be in the ABA or the eBird database. So gotcha. To speak. Well, a lot to get into still because we're already time's up for oh. the first half of the wow. show. Okay. But we'll be right back after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today, we are talking about the Migratory Bird Treaty Act and the 100th celebration. So, this year, we've been celebrating Year of the Bird. So, we have Rob Lowry with Lawn and Audubon <laughs> Society and Endow's Julie Watson. Why? Let's get back into Migratory Bird Treaty Act. And, I mean, it had been around 100 years, and it's known as the most powerful and important bird protection law. Why? What has it done? Well, it was initially uh, uh, and passed in 1918 under Woodrow Wilson's administration, but at that time um, it was realized you know, the passenger pigeon became extinct and that the numbers of several bird species were drastically being reduced, such as the egrets and the herons. You know, back then they used the feathers for uh, hats, hats and decorative yeah. hats and that. Very and important things. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that was the... From what I understand, that was the gist behind or the impetus behind passing this uh, act is that people one day woke up and looked around and said, my God, uh, these birds are disappearing and we need to do something. So So it was originally signed between the United States and Great Britain, but uh, it was signed with Great Britain on behalf of Canada. Okay. And then in subsequent years since then, uh, all all the way through the 80s, I think Mexico, Japan, Soviet Union have, have all signed into or, uh, or somehow. Um, I don't know all the details, but uh, I know I do know that various countries have signed on to it subsequent to 1918. Which is really important because they're migratory birds. If right. the no, <laughs> no, no, United yeah. States <laughs> is doing it, then that's only half the equation. Right. It doesn't really work. <laughs> if yeah, it doesn't work if, places. you know, the neotropical... They won't be coming yeah, back. ...that are spending all their time in South America and then... Coming back to the United States, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here we are, 100 years later, celebrating it and trying to keep it alive. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, how can people join in on this celebration? I know National Geographic's been doing um, a piece every month. I encourage people to check it Mm -hmm. out. We've been doing Year of the Bird posts uh, monthly, which are fun. So be sure to head to our Facebook page and some we've posted on Instagram and Twitter. But... um, what could people be doing? Um, something as simple as just looking out their back window and seeing what birds are out there, and or you know going to the local parks, uh, uh, participating in, in birding hikes. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Lahontan has uh, been sponsoring several field trips. You, know, you get on the Lahontan Audubon webpage and see uh, when those trips are scheduled. Um, and you were saying there's, I mean, there's 
local Audubon. Yeah, all yeah. throughout the state. Yeah. yeah, I know there's Red Rock down in the Vegas, Las Vegas area. We have the La Hontan Audubon up here in the Reno, Carson City area. Uh, over in Elko, there's the Bristlecone Audubon Society. And I'm not sure if there's any other local chapters in the state. There might be, and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But also with birds, there's so many resources out there. Like you, Cornell's website, Audubon's website, eBird is also really useful. But people can also just learn a ton about birds. Yeah, and there's uh, we also have uh, there's a Nevada Birds uh, Facebook page mm-hmm. that a friend of mine started a few years ago. So um, there's people joining you know, joining that weekly and posting photos of birds that they've seen. And like, hey, what's this? You know, I see this in my backyard mm-hmm. and, and not sure what it is. And, and sometimes that's all it takes to get that spark, mm-hmm. uh, get the spark to get people interested in birds. And then, you know, once they see something what they think is cool, then it just, you know, just mm-hmm. it feeds that, you know, feeds the... The curiosity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that is, what is that called? These uh, Nevada? Uh, Nevada Birds. Uh, is, it's on the Facebook. Cool. Paul Hurtado is the ad- administrator of the site. So all you do is get on and um, send an, an indication that you want to join, and then he accepts, and then you're on. What a good way to get involved in this birding community if it's something that interests you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And birders are nice. <laughs> yes. So far, I've, I've <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> Everyone's been very nice. So you've been on this adventure around the state. What are some of the rare sightings that you've Oh, my seen? biggest, for the, the, m- the one I'm most happiest about is I finally got to see yellow-billed cuckoos. Uh, they're an endangered species here in Nevada. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of them back east, but I've never seen them in, in Nevada. So uh, this year I had the good fortune of bumping into two of them. Oh. And it was, it was interesting because I went to an area where I knew they'd been seen many years ago and have been reported the last few years. And I pitched a tent the night before. I got up at 5.15 in the morning and walked along the area uh, for about an hour and a half. Didn't see or hear anything. Uh, went back, packed my tent up, really, really ready to leave. And I thought, oh, I'll just drive up. I'll just drive up this time and just one more time. And... I turned around, was coming back, and uh, I heard a, a Cooper's hawk going nuts at a nest. And I looked up, and then, uh, oh no! I, when I heard that, then I heard a cuckoo call. Mm-hmm. And I looked up, and the cuckoo was in the tree right next to the nest. So I think the cuckoo was over there checking out why the Cooper's hawks were making a ruckus. That's uh-huh. really so there was cool. that also a uh, spotted owl, a young oh. spotted owl. Oh, uh, that's cool. And black-back woodpecker. Those are the three rare ones that you could see in Nevada that. Um, I was very happy to see again. I've seen the blackback and the spotted owls before, uh, but this year is the first year for the cuckoo. And you saw wow. two. Saw so two. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, the one set out really nice on a branch. It got some really cool photos, and the second one, it flew off behind the first. Um, you could see the silhouette and tell what it was as it flew off. But cool. It was right next to right near the one that was sitting up, sitting out open on the branch. So those are birds that you don't hear about people seeing very often especially cuckoos now yeah they're in very limited areas in the state and they come up here to nest i just found this out this year that from the time they lay an egg until the time the birds fledge it's 16 days so they're whoa they're here and off moving off moving yeah (laughs) so it's a very limited window they're efficient yes Oh my gosh, in two in one year. Yeah. So, yeah. any tips? I mean, you're seeing all these rare birds. You're about to break this record for people who are birders or maybe people that are just starting out. Um, 
any advice you'd give people just on getting oh, started? Get a, get a decent, you know, get a, a decent pair of binoculars, whatever you can afford. You know, they could be anywhere from $99 on up to a couple thousand dollars. It depends on how much you want to get into it. The higher priced models, of course, have the better glass, so you get nice, clear um, um, views through those. Through those. But, uh, you know, I start out with a little tiny pair of Nikons, $99 pair. So there's that, and then, um, you know, getting involved uh, with the local Audubon Society chapter, if you'd like, uh, getting on eBird, getting on the Facebook page, uh, the Nevada Birds Facebook page. Um, um, speaking of the Audubon, the local Audubon Societies, um there's the Christmas bird count coming up. That's an easy way to get started. That's another, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that, uh, the National Audubon sponsors that, and uh, um, it's, it's between December 15th through January, first week of January. But uh, I've been uh, the coordinator for the Carson City Circle for the last six, seven years, and uh, be doing it again this year on December 16th. You get on the Lahontan Audubon page to, to see more information and you're interested in, in joining uh, take beginners all the way up through advanced uh, the more people the better and we'd like to get you know the beginners out so hopefully we you know get that spark and get more get more people interested in birding and we'll probably be doing a podcast on this so I won't get too much <laughs> into it but Julie you've taken part in these and really liked it right did yeah. you last year yeah um, I didn't do it here last year but I've done it in other places in the past so the Christmas bird count isn't it's very specific. It's not like a just walk outside and count birds right. type of thing. It's actually very specific, which is great because it means that the data is really useful. Yeah. And the Christmas bird count has been happening for... hundred and... That, yeah, last year is like 115 years, I something, think. Uh, yeah. This is the 119th, I believe. Yeah. This year is the 119th. It's been happening for a long time. So to be able to have data from all over the country that's that specific and has um, a, a protocol and it actually laid out protocol for it is really really cool yeah, there's defined circles so there's a circle seven and a half mile radius or 15 mile mm -hmm. diameter and you divide that circle up into different zones and you uh, send it's, uh, it'll send out teams to different zones to to record and you know if there's some beginners we'll put them with some more of the, the more advanced birders mm -hmm. and um that's what makes it so great for beginners yeah, too, yeah. because uh, they work with advanced. You're with other right. other advanced birders, and it's not like just a bird walk; like they're trying to see every single bird. So, yeah, it's it's a it's pretty cool. And identify them like accurately, mm -hmm. right? Make yeah. an account of those birds. Yeah. And so, probably a good way to learn like how to yeah. to observe a bird, and then go down the checklist of what type of bird that is. Mm -hmm. So and, what's, and what's fun at the end, we have uh, the tally rally potluck at my <laughs> house. So oh, after all the birders are done, if they want, they can come to my house a, at dusk and, and uh, bring a, a dish for the potluck. And then we all s sit around in a table and the different leaders of each zone within the circle uh, read out what numbers they had of what species. And I... I'm writing them down, tallying it up, but it's 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 fun. That is fun. Nothing like bringing people together with Especially a potluck. Christmas. Yes. Yeah. At Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas, yeah. Christmas birds, potluck. potluck. Yeah. Everything I love. <laughs> <laughs> so you coordinate the uh, Clark County. Carson, Carson City. City. <laughs> Why did I say Clark County? <laughs> That's all the way in Vegas. Uh, anyways. Well, so you <laughs> coordinate Carson Cities. And then how can people get involved in any of these 
Uh, do they just go to on the Audubon webpage? You go on okay. the National Audubon webpage, and you could uh, there's some links there you can click on to to zoom in onto your area and find out what's going on and what what the date and time and all that is. And I remember just trying to get a hold of you for this. <laughs> it's pretty easy yeah. to navigate and find sure. the different Christmas bird counts going on. Yeah, and, and they, they, people just chapters. can email me directly and just let me know that they want to participate, and I'll say, "Come on down." Awesome. Come on up, come on over, wherever they're at. (laughs) Well, we want to encourage more people to get out there, take pictures. Mm -hmm. Um, You said there's that Nevada Birders Facebook. Correct. Send them to Endow, too. We would love to post them on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, We're always looking for pictures. Yeah, and there's been some rare birds found by people that, you know, aren't quote-unquote hardcore birders, and they just happen to, oh, this looks like an interesting bird, take a photo of it, and turn out to be a you know, fairly rare, really rare bird. I bet that got them into birding, too. It probably yeah. did. Like yeah. Yeah. Them going. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you both for being here. That was fun. It went really fast. As it always so. does. Yeah, we'll <laughs> have you guys back. I think we'll do a Christmas bird okay. count. Okay, I'll be more uh, than happy. We'll talk about all the locations and how people get involved in that. So be sure to keep an eye on Endow's Facebook. Also follow us on SoundCloud, and you could find Nevada Wild on iTunes if you want to hear more podcasts. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.